0: everyone and welcome back to the Trek Culture podcasts. We are your hosts, Sean and Tom. And for a walloping change, you've never heard from her before. We just really like having Ellie on the pod. Let's just be real. We just miss her when she's not here. (laughs) Hi Ellie, welcome back.
1: Oh, thanks. Yay.
0: Um, We are well aware that this is a Star Trek podcast, but Ellie, has your heart rate come down from Saturday?
1: Just about. Just about. My brain is so full of Doctor Who-ness. That if I accidentally say something that's Doctor Who related instead of Trek, please don't blame me. My brain is overflowing.
0: Oh, understandable. You're, you're like you're like metacrisising. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Doctor Ellie. Yeah, I'm I'm going with that one. All <laughs> right, cool. Um, Tom Meowflower, how are you getting on? You're looking fiercely awake and alive there.
2: Yes, I am. I'm I'm telling my brain, I'm not listening to anything you're saying because I'm just speaking to my brain saying, be awake, be awake, pay attention, which is making me not pay attention. But hey-ho, lives are full of catch-22s, I suppose.
0: Absolutely it is. Speaking of the caretaker's array, <laughs>
2: shall we get to the news? <laughs> What news? There's no news. <laughs> there
0: is no news. We've got nothing. But uh, well, that's fine, because I think I'm I'm 99% sure we, we just before we recorded last week's podcast, the announcement that Playmates were wrapping up their line of Star Trek figurines happened. So again, Ellie, I'm very sorry, but there will be no figurine of Hologram Janeway from Prodigy. That's just, <laughs> just annoying at this stage.
1: Oh, it makes yeah. me sad. It's my mission to now collect as many Janeway figures as I can. So far, I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. And one of them is a rubber duck, so <laughs> oh you got the Janeway ducky. I
0: forgot about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that is brilliant. I was you'll you'll never forgive me for this, but I was recently in my travels, I was in shout out to Mile High Comics in Denver. Um, and the reason I have to shout them out is because their Star Trek section actually just made my knees buckle. Like it was incredible. Front and center was Caretaker Janeway, mm. along with both versions of Caretaker Chakotay. Oh gosh! <laughs> I did, however, get Species Eight hey, wait, hang on, partially hang on, Harry Kim.
1: You are in a shop with those figures and didn't think I should get those for Ellie. <laughs> I
0: had other stuff to send you, which, by the way, I have just bought the padded uh, envelope in which I will put them and I will send them to you today. Thank you very much. That's top secret, though. You're not supposed to tell anyone about
1: that. That's top secret.
0: What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's move on. Yes, uh, Tom (laughs) is absolutely right. There is basically no news and probably won't be now for a little bit uh, because the big thing, I guess, is... Here I am skipping to the next, the hot topic, Woo, hot topic, which is that little thing that's happening at the end of this month, but not the very end of this month because that's a different thing. That's New Year's. Uh, no, the thing that's happening on the 25th. What's happening on the 25th, Ellie?
1: Prodigy is dropping on Netflix. Season one of Prodigy is dropping on Netflix.
0: Absolutely amazing. Oh, there's some sort of, I don't know, the earth is closing for a day or something. But yeah. Um, yes, Christmas 2023 uh, in a way that was never originally planned, has just become Star Trek Day, uh, because we've got yeah, as you say, Prodigy season one dropping on Netflix. I'm assuming worldwide, otherwise we have been seriously trolled. Yeah, but, that yeah. would. That,
1: could you imagine? Can
0: you <laughs> we've imagine? We've been
1: yeah. and say, woohoo, it's coming?" and we're all be sitting there going, "It's it's going to be here. It's going to be here." Oh, exactly, me in yeah, America, you, you
0: wake up on Christmas <laughs> morning and your mum walks in and says, "Merry Christmas." You say, "Shut up! I'm waiting for Prodigy to premiere." <laughs>
1: I mean, I've got the box set now, so you know I can watch it whenever I want.
0: Absolutely, Tom. How excited are you for Prodigy to drop on Christmas Day?
2: Oh, so excited! I'm going to stop all my plans and rewatch a show I've already seen, but on a slightly different platform. <laughs> and, and until um, I get bored after the third episode, no, uh, it's I'm, what I'm looking forward to the most about it being on Netflix is that Netflix already has a fair amount of animated uh, TV shows. You've got Arcane. You've got a new one that's called... I can't remember. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, the, uh, the Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, yeah. is Which people seem to like. And I think there's a few others as well. There's some uh, Witcher animations on there. Oh. And they do a lot of uh, like 3D-ish animations, which obviously... Um, prodigy is i think it's a good home for it because it's mm-hmm. with other shows that are similar and it will hopefully find uh an audience that it deserves that it possibly didn't find on paramount i don't know where we ever were the sort of ratings or because th- that never normally comes out for streaming shows was that ever a thing or did we just assume it didn't do well enough for paramount to cut it
0: i I know I myself haven't seen what the viewing stats because I because the funny thing is that the ratings in term the re, in terms of the reviews were always positive, which is one of the reasons I think we were all so surprised when you know it seemed like blinking it was gone but i I never saw the viewing stats um yeah and 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 as well I was you know in in chats i've been having recently everything is different than we think like we think that the you know oh brilliant it did x amount of millions on its first broadcast because this came up with doctor who recently as well it's like that's you know not necessarily day one is not the most important number it's cumulative are people and then it's are people going back and watching it or is it just forgive forgive the description taking up space on the server um it's the entire model even after a year of strikes and learning about all this, the entire model has changed. From you know when we would have been, you know, even like Doctor Who, Doctor Who pre-streaming and post-streaming is all in this block. You know, so we're kind of like, oh, hang on, mm-hmm. like Christopher Rexton's viewings would have been rated differently to the way shooting yeah. atmos are going to be done as well. So, uh, long story medium, no, we don't. We don't have access to the to the viewing stats. Uh, one thing that just dropped. I'm going to say recently it could have been there for weeks, but it's just come up on my uh, pers- uh, recommendations. Is the the Hageman and Aaron Walke the Hageman? One of them we've mashed them <laughs> together. The Hagemans <laughs> and Aaron Walke's previous show, uh, Ninjago, has just yeah. uh, dropped on Netflix over here, or at least as I say, it's just come up on my uh, recommendation. And just say new season or you know just added. So sorry if this is months ago, yeah. but there's another one of their properties that is now. Available for streaming as well, Um, which makes me happy because, full disclosure, I have not seen Ninjago. Uh, I will give it a go. I kind of like what they did with Star Trek. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I also feel like Netflix is. I mean, again, I don't know statistics, but I feel like Netflix is a more popular streaming service than Paramount Plus. I mean, I the only reason I have Paramount Plus is because it has all of the Star Trek properties. I don't think I would have that streaming service if Star Trek wasn't on it. Um, so I, I feel like Netflix is a place where I th- feel like it's more accessible, more people are likely to have Netflix. Um, and and also, it, I feel like it has a wider range of things to watch that... I know that obviously it's not directly for kids, but I think mm-hmm. that Netflix, a, a big part of it is introducing a younger audience to Star Trek. And I think Netflix is a better platform to do that. Um, but kids are more likely to have... To have access to and to watch
0: kind of going into 2023 it's funny the difference a year makes i think netflix was it wasn't in a great position uh i think it was becoming sort of the handy whipping boy of you know kind of the the you know kind of dumping on streaming services because you know oh they're losing subscribers hand over fist and now they're going to because everyone and everyone and their aunt was doing a streaming service i think paramount certainly has struggled outside the u.s
1: um
0: their entire rollout anyway listen the less said the better um uh, and it's still not available in some properties you know it's it's not like there it wasn't like they switched it on and i know there's you can't do this because there's rights and everything but i mean there's still areas of the earth that don't have access to paramount pictures uh, and there's areas that don't have access to legacy Trek. um You know, because obviously we have it here on Netflix UK and Ireland. Um, It is also on Paramount+. And I know there's also an interesting thing to do with Canada as well. And there, uh, maybe less Trek and more, that's come up an awful lot with Who recently and just who has access to what. I'm just asking for one centralised bloody platform. Yeah. You know, like, almost like some sort of terrestrial television kind of thing. I mean, I know this. That's not going to happen in, in the near future, but very confusing being a consumer trying to find all of these things.
2: Mm. Yeah. The, the the whole like certain shows being played in some countries and not in others feels, I mean, I probably there's whole rules and regulations behind it that I'm not so aware of, but it doesn't feel up to date with how everything else is moving forward in the world. Like that seems outdated basically to me. I feel like there should be a way to be like, look, let everyone watch... Anything that that's just how the world is going. So why not try and figure that out? What I was going to say earlier is the strange thing with Paramount Plus is that it has all of Nickelodeon on it. So it should be a good platform for children and teenagers because there's they've got all They've got all of Spongebob, which I am very happy with because Netflix only has like the new seasons and I don't want to watch the new seasons. I want to watch the first three seasons. They've got all of that. They've got a few interesting films and stuff that other platforms don't have. Um, Basically for me, yeah, I have Paramount Plus 2 for work um, because it's got all the Trek and stuff on it. Well, most of Star Trek... Um, but it has Deadwood, which is the only reason I really use it. (laughs) I just use it to watch that over and over again. But I wonder if there's going to be some sort of Star Trek wars um, in the near future, because, you know, Netflix used to kind of be the place for Star Trek. They had a lot of the series. Um, And then Paramount Plus came and sort of got most of them. And then now... There's some on Netflix and some on Paramount Plus. I'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of like, is Netflix going to take more? You know, if Prodigy does really well, and Netflix is going to be like, oh, we should have Star Trek again. But the way the Netflix works is so confusing. Um, so who knows?
0: I I would like that. I definitely because again, one day, eventually, please all in one place. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm not sure that will be a thing is because of what happened with Discovery. Um, yeah. Now I know there was initially Netflix was coughing up toward the production costs, so yeah, they had absolutely every bloody right to to host uh, Discovery and have and have exclusive to Discovery, and then that deal basically ran out, which is you know, that for all of the furore around just before season three, and even the actors didn't know, that was the, that was it, because of course you look to whoever's got a social media platform, Wilson Cruz, why have you, you specifically, taken Discovery off Netflix? And he's like, I beg your pardon? Yeah. Um uh It's left to them to become the thesis Pieces. Um, so, and then it just became, look, they weren't coughing up the costs for season three and four, Paramount were, Paramount took it, and obviously What what happened there? So that left a sour taste. So that's why I was very surprised when it was Netflix that got Prodigy. Because I thought, I really thought that that had left a very sour taste in their mouths about Star Trek in general. Sure, continue to host the legacy stuff because it is doing numbers. Um, But there was... This is one thing I know. We're you know we're, we're not at this bit yet, but can I can, can I uh, every single streaming platform? As of course I know you were all listening to this podcast. Can the left hand please talk to the right hand, and can you please all draft bloody press releases about anything? Because you're all dreadful at it. Every single one of you is awful at press releases and communicating with your audience, because you, we just don't know. And you know the fact that it was—I think I legit here heard off Wilson Cruz. Oh, I've—I've lost the name of the channel now that was going to host uh, Discovery. It was sort of terrestrial again, and then same. It was going to be Crave in Canada, and it was just like it shouldn't be the actors' jobs to tell these to tell people these things. Yeah, you know. I'll have PR uh, firms for a reason or marketing firms for a reason. Sorry, that's right. That's my rant. I had to get that out of the way. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yes, this is a Christmas Star Trek episode going really well.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, we started celebrating Christmas and now it didn't take long. But yes, Christmas Day, new Prodigy. That's fun and exciting.
1: Yay! (laughs) Old Prodigy returning new prodigy 2024
2: yes i guess i meant new audience okay
1: hmm. just don't um, wanna confuse everyone no, don't no, come at fine. us yeah. you said yeah, that yeah. the new prodigy i've yeah. seen all these
0: i got 75 <laughs> different platforms no one has a clue what's going on what do you mean confuse people
2: not at all but the, but this hopefully leads us a bit into a uh, discussion of 2023 for star trek Um, what has been, what did we like, what did we not like, and what are we looking forward to to 2024. 2023, I feel like quite a big year, although I've forgotten most of the year now, but (laughs) quite a big year, I think, for Star Trek. We had Picard, Season 3. We had Strange New World, Season 2. We had the cancellation and then the buying of Prodigy for Netflix. Uh, We had Lower Deck Season three. Uh, we had um, short short treks if we want to talk about that what else did we have was there anything else I've missed uh,
0: just the announcement of Discovery coming to an end really
2: the announcement of yeah, um, yeah and
0: oh actually it seems like so long ago the announcement of the section 31 long trek because that announcement came after Suspiciously, just after Michelle Yeoh changed her full title to Academy Award winning actress, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michelle That was Yeoh.
1: strategically planned. <laughs> I,
0: I, I was it? What? I th- you know, the, <laughs> the marketing department, in fairness, they were on the ball that night. They were just like, get that announcement out there now. Yeah, yeah. Someone was um,
1: hovering over the send button, just waiting for the awards to announce absolutely. who'd won. <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> go, go,
0: go. Imagine <laughs> the awards. First runner up, Michelle Yeoh. Right, that movie's been cancelled. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, that series. Um, but no, you're you're absolutely right. Like it's been considering the challenges the franchises has faced, not least with the strikes as well. It's been a whopper year yeah. for Star Trek. Um, and I and I think I, if anyone said my favorite moment was generally grand, you know, there's so many great things to pick from. Yeah.
2: Well, let's um, let's talk about some of our favorite things and some of our not so favorite things.
0: Kirk's Enterprise on screen again, you know the Enterprise yeah. A sitting there in the Fleet Museum. Um, and I remember, as you know, uh, lucky as I am, I had a screener of it, so I sat down, I watched it, uh, and Chris had Chris had the screeners, well, and we just texted each other and just went crying, crying. <laughs> uh, so that was definitely one of <laughs> one of my favorite.
1: I feel like. Personally, I've been on a massive Star Trek journey this year. Mm. I think of of all, I'm, I'm kind of going to take us off on a little, a little journey here because I feel like all those things have happened and I've been part of all those things you've just said. But on top of all of those things that have happened for everyone in Star Trek this year, I have also crammed so much <laughs> Star Trek into my brain. I mean, I started the year halfway through the next generation and really, really trying to get through it, watch the Next Generation films and the first two seasons of Picard in time to watch season three as it aired, which was a a task and a half. And Mm -hmm. I pretty much managed it. Um, So, And it's so weird to think that that was this year because it feels like so so much Trek ago. (laughs) (laughs) So much more has been put into my brain since then. Um, And then obviously... My Voyager journey started, and that's where I've really found my place in in Trek. Yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't know, <laughs> but I mean, personally, I think a, a, a highlight of the year for my personal Trek journey is the discovery of Voyager. I know that's not a highlight of the new stuff we've had this year, but personally, I think because I found the one that i Everyone has their favorite, and until you've seen it and you just it clicks. I mean, I don't know yeah. if that's the same for you guys, but you just one of them clicks. And you like okay, this one is my favorite, and and it's funny because before I'd seen it, whenever anyone asked me that question, I'd just say the next generation because it's the only one I'd ever seen a decent amount of and <laughs> had a deeper knowledge of, and then once I'd started Voyager, it was just like an instant oh okay now I've I've found I found my my trek now, um so that was yeah personally a highlight of my year was really feeling like I've I've joined the fandom and can really join in with all the, the nerding yeah. out.
2: <laughs> my my brain stopped working for a moment there because you said your discovery of Voyager. As I said it,
1: I was like, hang on, you're going to confuse some people up here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even that, I mean, Voyager, I completed somewhere in amongst all of that. I binged all of Prodigy season one in two days because it suddenly got threatened to, um, and taken down. Within like, you had like three days to watch it all before it disappeared. So I crammed all of that in. Um, I, I started Discovery. I've, I've watched the first season of Discovery now. I've, I've, there, just so much track has just been put into I mean, there's still so much to go as well.
2: Yeah. You still Strange got New DS9. Worlds as well.
1: Yeah, I've still got DS9. You've still got Enterprise. Um, still got, I, there's a lot. There's a lot to get through. Um, yeah. But yeah, Strange New Worlds somewhere slotted in there as well. That was another yeah. one that I was saving. And then I think. Um, uh, a press event came up, and Chris said, "Can you come with me?" And I was like, "Do I have to have seen Strange New Worlds?" <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a requirement. So I had yeah. a week to watch all of season one, <laughs> which I did.
0: Grand. I mean, it's just the press event for Strange New Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: would you need
2: to have seen it?
1: Yeah. I know. Um, why? Why on earth would I think that I'd need to have seen it?
2: <laughs> do I need to know what Star Trek is to come to this? Oh, That's basically War, what, War, what War, happened Wizards when swords, I started. It?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's basically how it, what, how I started this job. Yeah, Yeah. I can talk about Star Trek. What is it? And look how far I've come.
2: I had a similar thing when I started, where I was like, I like Star Trek, but how much do I need to like it to actually do this job? And turns out, a a small amount. (laughs) No, I do like Star Trek, (laughs) but when you join and you're you're met with people like Sean, you're like, Oh no, am I actually is this the right thing for me? But that's kind of the good thing is that we all have our own levels of what. How much we like things and what we like and what our interests are, and so it's it's a uh, it's not just a group of absolute mega grognards. It's uh, it's uh, there's Sean and then there's the rest of us.
1: <laughs> Sean's on a new level. He's just above <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah
0: this, this is really funny. When I was a teenager, this would have been the kind of like stop bullying me, and now I'm just like, oh, you noticed, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Tom, what is your favourite? moment from the year.
2: Yeah, well, like we said, there's there's a whole bunch, sticking with the sort of Picard stuff, which felt like earlier on in the year, if I'm correct and how the year was. Just those first, like, four episodes of Picard Season 3, like, you know, I'm, I've been quite vocal on my problems with a lot of the newer Star Trek shows, and I always want to say that what my problems with newer Star Trek shows isn't so much a Star Trek thing but my problems with newer shows in general it's just there's a shift in how shows are made and written at the moment which i'm not so much of a fan of and i have critiques and stuff for so watching yeah the screeners of um Picard season 3 and those first like couple of episodes in bed and finishing an episode and going i want to watch the next one because i'm really actually intrigued and excited and um on the edge of my bed i suppose <laughs> um,
1: oh no hang on a minute because don't you fall asleep if it's good
2: <laughs> it's a whole complicated i did fall asleep in <laughs> one of the episodes <laughs> so i enjoyed having enjoyment again in my life and that was a really fun thing to experience good uh, <laughs> sean's falling asleep
0: uh, i was enjoying the episode um, <laughs> but, uh, um like that's i mean there's lots there's of course there's so much else to enjoy in 2023. Yeah. Um just to 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 let all of the lovely people who are listening know that we're not just going to be over it. we have two full lovely lists of all, you know, the best things of 2023 and the things we maybe didn't like so much from 2023. Yeah. Um and I'm going to I'm going to get the ball rolling here. Oh those short tracks missed the mark.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, holograms yeah. all
0: the way down fun, genuinely fun episode like it 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 read the brief. Don't take yourself too seriously. Enjoy Star Trek. It, you know, kind of honor animation. So they did all of that. Um and yes, it's very rich that I'm saying this about, you know, friend of the channel Aaron Walkie, but I mean the results speak for themselves, to be honest. Yeah. Um, whereas I quite like the Zilly Zany song from the the last episode. I just think it should have been the first episode. Um, because yeah. it was the celebration of animation. I think it was like open with that. Um, and then I just thought the, the other three just... What what was the... Uh, snot jokes are funny, aren't they? <laughs> yes, this carries the weight of 50 years of animation behind it.
2: Um, to put a positive spin on, um, which is rare coming from me, uh, I the thing that is good about them is the same thing that's been nice this year for Trek, is that we've had a bit more experimentation and a bit more trying some different things out. You know, I I didn't so much like the musical episode, but I liked the idea that they did it. I liked that they tried something new and did the musical episode. I liked, I mean, everyone who didn't like, we liked the crossover episode for Strange New Worlds. It's another, obviously, big highlight for the year. Um, which isn't something that's like completely new, but it's crossing over an animated show with a live action show, which I think is new for Star Trek, at least in the way they did it. Um, So that's lots of fun. And then these short shorts, um, they have, you know, they've given, they've got a bunch of short episodes and they've gone to a bunch of different people and said, you do this one, you do this one, come up with what you can, try and make it funny, try and make it, you know, whatever, to the point. I think most of them missed the mark but at least they've gone and tried to do something that's sort of uh you know um celebrating the animated show and animated shows and at the same time you have all the stuff about how they were kind of ignoring prodigy blah 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 there's lots of downsides to it, but there are some positives too
1: absolutely yeah I mean I agree my, my off the top of my head the the lowest part was watching those. Very, yeah. very short shorts they <laughs> were just something else I mean I think we spoke about this in a pod before but most of them I just sat there with complete no reaction I was like what yeah. What? Did- <laughs> this is what you've come up with <laughs> I don't understand
2: that was kind of the worst thing about it it wasn't like we were watching them going oh I hate this it was just like oh, okay that's what you did <laughs> it's just a yeah. lot of that
1: and yeah I think particularly because they were supposed to be celebration that's mm. I think why it felt so disappointing is that th- th- like I said is this is this the best you could come up with you're supposed yeah. to be celebrating the animation of Star Trek and this is what all of you sat around and thought was the best that you did <laughs> there's actually
0: the, 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 this is interesting as well because obviously you know we were happy with Aaron Walkie's episode and you know rightly so it, it was fun it, it managed the tone perfectly um one of our friends, Tommy, was on the, he was on the podcast before uh Geek Filter Aaron Harvey. So he is an author that has written books about Star Trek, the animated series. And like he he would now be sort of my go-to if I wanted to know anything about the animated series. And I remember speaking to him about it, and he just went, They just they nailed the artwork and completely missed the tone. Because yeah. you know, the animated series, you know, for I say for its faults, it was made in 1972. You know, kind of, it did it did what it could at the time. Yeah. It's effectively season four of the original series. The difference being, obviously, it was it kind of got rele- relegated into that kids show filmation, even though it wasn't a kids show, and it is <laughs> more serious than you'd think. And these just felt like they were squatting on it. I Some mean, it it did, it did
1: feel a little like bit like it kind of. Gave it kind of made you think that notion that cartoon and animation can't be serious, and it Mm -hmm. kind of added fuel to that thought that a lot of people already have, that animation has to be a a joke or a laugh, and while there, there are plenty of animated shows that are comedy, they don't always have to be. For example, Prodigy is very much a drama, and then this kind of gave the notion that even to... The creators of animation that it can't be serious and it has to be about snot. It's
2: not rocket science.
0: It's really not. Like it's like,
1: can we just can we just not make
0: snot jokes? Because my 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 worry about that would be in this series that's meant to celebrate the animator. All it's going to do is turn people
2: off, even checking.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially if that's like the first one you watch and you go, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is one of those the things that we said before. It was supposed to be a, cele- a celebration and it turned more into a mockery.
2: I, I, know, know. I know as
0: well, you know, we're, we've shouted them out before and by golly, we'll do it again. But Gazelle Automations, they did those, the, the anime of the, of Threshold and the best of both worlds. Now, that was a celebration. That's yeah. that's why I would say, look, Paramount, it's your property at the end of the day. You know, all we can do is just hope that you will... Look at that. That's how you do a celebration. Get people interested in that style of animation, which, yes, all right, we've effectively moved on from that. Look at Lower Decks, look at Prodigy. But you can still celebrate what went before without making an absolute or attempting to make a fool out out of everything.
1: You know how we started this with a Merry Christmas and then we went down this (laughs) dark rabbit hole and then we tried to pull ourselves out of it again and we've still fallen into it. (laughs)
0: This is what um, happens. I know Chris wanted us to ask, uh, "What is your favourite Star Trek Christmas moment?" So, Tom, what is your favourite Star Trek Christmas moment?
2: I don't know if I'm the right person to ask straight away because I can't <laughs> think of a single one.
1: I'm I'm going to jump in with one that I can. I will admit that I completely didn't even think about until Sean mentioned it a little while ago. Um, but um, yeah, in in Death Wish. When Q is messing around with with Voyager and he turns he turns the ship into a a Christmas ornament hanging on a tree, and uh, I, that was I like that.
2: Oh, <laughs> I've got an answer. I've got a little clever snotty answer. Actually, talk about snot. <laughs> um, my favorite Star Trek Christmas moment is the sh- episode Tapestry in Star Trek: The Next Generation, because mm-hmm. it it basically is the Uh, a Christmas carol story and was going to be, I think, as well, a Christmas carol story, and then they changed it, if I'm remembering right. Um, Q takes Picard back, uh, changes, you know, he's now back in time, and then his timeline changes because Picard acts how he is now rather than the more reckless version of himself before, which kind of swaps around the Christmas carol tale. You know, he's not learning what he used to be like was better now, but it's blah, blah, blah. blah. Anyway, uh, it has that spirit, uh, pun intended, for of the Christmas Carol <laughs> in Tapestry, um, which I really like. So there's my answer. Are you happy now?
0: I am. Thank I you. am happy. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm going to go because it is one of the only other times a Christmas tree shows up in Star Trek, in Star Trek Generations, in the, ne- in the Nexus.
2: Uh, yeah. That was right. going to be my answer. And then I thought of this. I went, yay, yeah. I've got something else.
0: I know as well, because also, I mean, in it was weird in 1994. It's weird now. Um, and I know it's meant to be all like, oh, this is Picard's perfect nexus. So why isn't it Beverly? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You no. Know? Right. You know, <laughs> this do. is your perfect universe. You know, why, you know, kind of, I've no idea who this woman is. I've no idea who these children are. We have a new actor playing Renee, of course, because time has gone by. And here's my buddy, Guinan. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, I do What's like going how this house is. There a replicator? You're like, why is everyone dressed like it's both the Victorian era, and yet he's clearly playing with a model aeroplane.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> and yet it's Christmas, so we just don't worry about these things.
2: I do like how that scene is shot. It's so like '90s Christmas warmth mm. that it's like it is mm. pleasant when you're there, and it, because of how pleasant it is, and thinking about those other things in it, it's like, well, this is kind of weird and uncanny because like. What's going on? This is this is Star Trek I'm still watching, but yeah, it's very interesting. Also, I only found out the other day, isn't it the kid who plays Renee in that is was in Picard as like a different character? Was it a different Not ca- the one kid? who
0: plays Renee, it's it, but it is it's one of his kids. Well, yeah, Um is played by Thomas Decker, who would return in Picard as I suppose junkie changeling.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, Bad guy, basically. Uh,
0: he was also, uh, for Sarah Connor Chronicles fans out there, he was John Connor in the Sarah Connor Sarah Connor Chronicles.
2: Yes. Like I
1: saying that ten times faster. <laughs> I shall not.
2: That's why I knew this, because we spoke about Sarah Connor in the last podcast, I think. Uh, it's all a blur. Talking about all a blur, we have loads and loads of questions Woo! from Twitter. Yes. Um, so let's move over to that
0: It's coming up to the end of the year, so we are trying our very best to, you know, answer the questions that we may have uh, not got around to. Some will slip through the cracks. That's just because Tom doesn't like you. Uh, But (laughs) really, what what we really want to do is, particularly now in what's left of December, we want to have a chat with you and find out what you thought on these things as well. So for that, we put out the Ask Trek Culture hashtag. I realise I've just given a massive spiel as if it's the first time we've ever introduced Trek Culture <laughs> and yet here we are. Uh, but what do you have for us, Tom?
2: I have loads. I've got so many lovely questions. Um, let's start with, to get Doctor Who out of the way, because it's all we all want to talk about, I know. Uh, this question is from at Richard Dive a little bit of a crossover but did the Toymaker give off huge Q vibes in the Doctor Who 60th for you as well?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. I, I would say more evil but but yes.
1: Yeah, I feel like Q is more playful. Um, you know, generally speaking yeah. there is some sort of fun intent whereas the Toy Maker is just let's do bad things. But there was definitely that kind of mischievous element that is in both characters.
0: Yeah, for 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 sure. For sure. Yeah, you could you can you could definitely see if there was inspiration going on there. Um
1: the thing is as like, well is you know that Russell T. Davis is a is a Star Trek fan as well. So it doesn't make yep. you wonder what um what elements he he tries to put over.
2: It could That's be subconscious it, yeah. as well. Like mm. Star Trek is probably so much just already in there that you come up we do a character like this and Q's already in your head without even thinking. Carrying on with our Christmas chat, this is from our friend uh, at Chris Trekkin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hi, Grace. Which of the current era treks do you think would be able to pull off a Christmas episode and what would you want to see happen in it?
1: I feel like Strange New Worlds is the show that's doing the kind of more mm-hmm. less serious stories and serious stories. Like the musical episode, Strange New Worlds, was the perfect show to explore that. Yeah. But also they've got like a real kind of family vibe in a way the way that they kind of like with, with Spock's human side coming out and the way that they all kind of tried to help him I just feel I can just see them all gathering around having a Christmas dinner that Pike's cooked
2: yeah I think yeah. I would love to see A Strange New World's like Grinch episode I think that would be really fun some sort of alien that's like taking ev- like everybody's something or another and they've got to try You're and get a about. mean
0: one Mr. Spock
2: <laughs> yeah there you go it writes itself <laughs>
0: I mean, probably that or Lower Decks, I'd say. They, they'd yeah. be the obvious two. Um, but maybe Prodigy, you know, as we go into yeah. season two. Mm. Um, that could be, they could they, they could be well ahead of us. Yeah. Now, part of me is just like, bring back Picard for a one-off. Tapestry, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I've got two here that are basically the same kind of question, but I will read them both because why not? Uh, The first one is from at blue area of the M1, (laughs) which is bizarre.
0: That is is an amazing username. (laughs) That is so
2: specific. Um, Star Trek seasons feel far too short. Is there a reason we don't get more episodes per season? Is it purely budgetary? More Star Trek for the love of Q? And then the second one, which is a similar thing from... um, I think it's at Gallifrey's Lost. Enough of the Doctor Who guys. I just want to talk about Strek. I'm Strek. I just want to <laughs> talk about Strick. Any reason we can't get 15 episodes per season for Strange New Worlds and Low Decks and potentially Prodigy. 10 episodes per season. I think Prodigy has loads of episodes, doesn't Prodigy it? Prodigy has it, 20. It's like 20, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but they're shorter.
2: 10 episodes per season is passable, but woefully and painfully short. Lots of potential for great stories and story arcs. You know, it makes sense. Jerry, Glasgow, Scotland. <laughs> but it's <laughs> that's how he ended it.
0: Well, hello, Jerry from Glasgow and Scotland. Um the short seasons, I'm I'm with you as well. I get frustrated with that because I feel like it's only just got started and then it's finished. Mm-hmm. Um but also, I mean, I'm not defending it. That's how television is done these days. I mean, if you yeah, look at HBO, I, I think would have been one of the first that would have really kind of leaned on that and game of thrones being the obvious example um and it does allow more budget per episode but where i feel that slips is when sometimes i like our filler episodes do do you know what i mean i I like our bottle shows um Mm -hmm. it's not like every episode picard has being both guilty and not guilty of this, I guess, is that every episode is the bloody end of the world. Of course it is. It costs six million to make. Make yeah. it the end of the world. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't get those quiet moments where it's just people sitting in a room, um, which I is d- an awful lot of what Star Trek used to be. Sorry, Ellie, go ahead.
1: That's what I, was, I do wonder as well. I think a lot of it is the nature of how Star Trek is distributed now as well. You know, because most of New Trek is released on a streaming service and the nature of streaming is kind of not to release a really really long series and again I guess because of budgets and and um and the amount of time it takes to make everything um I I mean I think we it would be nice to have a happy middle I think 10 is not enough but then if you look at you know 26 episodes like we used to have as much as those kind of bottle episodes are great you do have the odd one that you're like we didn't need that one. That one probably could have done with not being in there. Um, Ones that just don't really stick in the brain they are not very memorable, and you kind of think, oh, they were really scraping to fill that 26-episode quota. Um, But, yeah, I I definitely think that it's just an evolution of the times, isn't it?
0: It is. It is. I think, yeah, I think we'd all like more Trek. And, you know, I'm fine with there being some less-than-amazing Trek because someone's less-than-amazing episode is someone else's favourite.
1: True. Yeah, that is definitely true. I uh, definitely have some guilty pleasures, some guilty favourites that people very much do not like. And I'm like, oh well, I quite like that episode. Uh,
2: this question is from at Alex J. Harmon. Oh, yeah. Hi, one, <laughs> one, how do you hire your presenters? Two, who hired Sean? They need a bonus and a death sign saying genius works here. Three, same as above, but for Ellie. Four, how did you decide what lists are important? So apparently you two are the only presenters that are worth spit in this company. Thanks a lot, Alex J. Harmon, but, uh, ignoring that.
0: Okay. Uh, well, first of all, Alex, thank you very much. That is very, very sweet. Um, and there's, I suppose in terms of the hiring and the firing, that's above our pay grade. Yeah. The
1: only thing I can suggest is people have asked me this before. And the same way that I applied is to look on, uh, whatculture.com at the careers section and it will always tell you um what positions are open and how to apply for them
0: that's it sometimes it's sometimes the funny thing is that it's kind of straightforward applying um i've got some very very nice people i've reached out and said is are there any positions available and i'll go exactly ellie what you're saying it's like Keep an eye on what culture careers because it's what culture. At the end of the day, they'll do they will make those decisions. Or of course, we can do our recommendations. <laughs> but yeah, it's what culture will say yay or nay at the end of the day.
1: But it's very flattering that people think that we have any power in deciding oh, yeah, who much. does get hired. Yeah. <laughs> we are a very yeah. very small element of what happens behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> this, this this is very true. Tom actually voices most of our videos. Um, he can just
2: throw his voice very, very well. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's let quite do, impressive. Really. Let me do my Irish for you now. No, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty Irish, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, let's do one more question, everybody, and then we can all go home. Wait, we are home. Hang uh, on, just
1: before you could, did, we answer all of the parts of that last question. There was another thing about how
2: do we decide lists.
0: I suppose it's just because it's most relevant and then what we deem most interesting and it's always a group because we do uh, group content meetings um so most and also it changes most interesting in september could be completely different in october um, yeah it's a
1: case of also keeping an eye on what what's going on in the world of star trek and and jumping on the the hot topics as and when they come
2: yeah it's i think for trek culture we try and be both you know we we, we try and be smart in terms of how what content we're putting out and when. And we also try and not just make things clickbaity for the sake of it. We also want to do things that we find interesting and that we think are worth talking about. Um, And, you know, if you can mix that at the same time with what's relevant to talk about now, if there's a show that involves a character that might be worth talking about, as well as things that will be successful because, you know, the world runs on money we've got to make money and at the same time we want to make money in a way that we think is um not (laughs) shady in any way you know we're trying to be honest with people Mm. and not doing. one thing
1: I, i would say as well is um obviously our overlord of trek culture chris obviously has you know final say in in things but i would say that he is also very open to if you've got something that you personally want to put forward and and talk about you know it's always better to have an article or a video um presented from people who are really passionate about something in particular. So for example, I hadn't written for Trek culture. I really wanted to write about Janeway, surprise, surprise, because it was something I felt really strongly about. I could, you know, put my personal thoughts and and passion into it. And so that was kind of a no brainer to go, well, absolutely. Because if you're like that, then there's going to be other people like that. And so there's very much, it's very much collaborative and making sure that, you know, if people have ideas that they're listened to and, and, and acknowledged and, put forward.
0: Yeah. That's actually that's uh I I really like that you've you've brought that up. Like it is this is a collaborative. Um for as much as sometimes this might seem like either we're on our own in our bedrooms or completely the opposite. It might seem like the megalith that is insert name here, culture. Um it is very much a collaborative. Um and and sometimes we don't get to talk to people as much as we would like, you know, Simon Miller, he who created the ups and downs, basically. I've met him once. Nice guy.
1: Um, I mean, I think this is the thing as well. People assume that we we all have this kind of like group meeting area that we see each other all the time. I mean, myself and Sean, although we talk to each other on, the, on a daily basis, I mean, we've met twice in person and we've known yeah. each other for, what, two years?
0: Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, so we're averaging once a year. Uh, <laughs> Tom, our average needs to come up. I mean, we, 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 we are letting the side down here.
2: Sorry, Hashtag sorry not sorry I'm fresh.
1: <laughs> so we move on to the next question. <laughs>
2: uh, yes, yes, but I'm going to leave this as a cliffhanger for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from I don't I've never heard of this guy at Samuel Cockings. Uh, he says, "Who's who this." Ha- <laughs> ballet <I should> do? <laughs> he says, "Who has better hair from Trekyards, Captain Foley or Captain Cockings?" To find out our answer, we have to wait till next week's episode. Brilliant Alright everyone producer. Thank you so
0: much For listening along You're all awesome And wonderful uh, Direct all uh, Follicle related Queries To uh, At Trek culture On Twitter And TikTok We are on Blue sky as well I promise I will do something With that account But we are there We are seeing The comments uh, <laughs> We're also on Instagram At Trek culture YT I'm at Sean Ferrick in the various socials. We have the lovely at E Little Child on the various socials. And we have the frankly venomous at Tom Roberts Finn <laughs> or at Tom C Finn on the various socials as well. So everyone look after yourselves. We'll see you again soon. Ellie, thank you very much for dropping by again this week. We My love pleasure. to have you
1: here.
0: Yay! Uh, Tom, bye. Anyway, <laughs> see you later.
2: <laughs> bye everyone. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.